You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. G'day, Mike Hussey here, but you can call me Mr. Supercoach. KFC Supercoach BBL is back and there's 25 grand up for grabs. So what are you waiting for? Play today at supercoach.com.au. T's and C's apply. New South Wales authorisation number TP slash 01005. Julian King of the Chair, Sports Central this afternoon. Great to have your company right across the listening network. The texts are flying in thick and fast. We'll get through those throughout the course of the show. 0457 736 736. Yeah, I did mention Ash Gardner and how she's really grown in her role there is, is you know, even though the tender age of 25 is, is one of the more experienced players in the sixes and indeed the Australian lineup. And uh, I've done Beth Mooney a disservice. Thank you for eight for your correction. You said it's always amusing when people think Mooney is one of the older in the Aussie women's team. I just had a look. She's only 28. I don't know why I had it in my head that, that Beth was sort of 30 odd. Apologies, Beth. She's my, probably my favorite cricketer. After watching that doco self-confessed, can I say, what do you call herself? The, just a humble shit kicker from Harvey Bay. And I did say to her, I said, it still looks weird, Beth, to see you in a, a Perth Scorchers outfit because you're sort of Queensland through and through. So apologies. Thank you for your correction there, 408. Yeah, the ancient eight of 28. I didn't remember when I was 28. Almost 29, seventh oldest and the 15th selected for India. If Meg had been selected, she would have been eighth oldest. Appreciate that. Appreciate that. Yes, and of course, Rachel Haynes retiring. It is a bit of a changing the guard. We see, you know, young Phoebe Litchfield in that Australian squad, which is, is great to see. Now, the Sixers looking to reassert their dominance on the WBBL competition. The Strikers are looking to go one better than last year. It is shaping as an absorbing contest this evening, North Sydney Oval. And Sarah Ailey, Sixers legend, Australian under-19s coach. She's the high-performance coach here at Cricket New South Wales, uh, heading up the female pathways. And pleased to say she's on the line right now to preview it all. G'day, Sarah. G'day, how, how you going, Julian? Good, good to chat. Look, a stellar season by the six. Oh, did you? Oh, before we get into that, oh, did you hear my apology to Beth Mooney? I called her one of the the older players. She's still only twenty eight, so I apologise to Beth. But hey, listen, stellar season by the Sixers. Adelaide, we know, have been strong for years. Uh, fair to say, we got the, the two best teams meeting in the final. Yeah, I think so. I think we sort of saw how dominant the Sixers have been all year. Um, obviously, winning the most games. In the competition, um, you know, with, with 11 wins, every time they've gone onto the park, they, they have won some games from positions where you probably didn't think they were going to win. And I think that's been the difference for them this year compared to previous years is that they've, you know, they, they've probably got that experience of somebody like a Susie Bates, even though her form's probably dipped a little bit, but they've got that, um, that I guess, that really good blend of youth and experience that have been able to, you know, pull out wins from from games where you, you definitely didn't think they were going to, and that sort of helped them um, on their run. And the strikers are, are a little bit similar. We probably saw that in the, um, I guess, in the challenger the other night. Uh, I, I definitely didn't think they were going to win. I think the heat 
had that one in the bag. They mm. had some, still had some good bowlers to come in. And um, but you know, I, I guess that shows the the experience that they've got as well for somebody like Bridget Patterson to kind of you know show what she can do. She probably hasn't again, probably hasn't had the best season that she would have hoped for, and playing a, a very different role to what she has in the past and coming in in that middle order just shows how much I guess experience um, is valued in that position in that middle order to bring you home. Um, at the back end of the game. Yeah, they match up really well, don't they? Adelaide got that outstanding bowling lineup, but uh, you mentioned there Bridget Patterson, but outside of her, a lot of these players seem to be peaking at the right time. Laura Wolvart's been outstanding with the bat. I mean, Talia McGrath's going to be an integral part of this Australian setup in the coming five or ten years. DeAndre Dotton's been in great form. You know, Megan Shoot, last time out, six wickets, she got a WBBL record <laughs> on this pitch. And then, you know, Amanda Wellington can't even crack her way back into the Australian squad. Yeah, I know. You sort of look at that lineup and you think, yeah, how how didn't they come first on the table? But I think they've sort of slowly been building. They've a little bit under the radar, I would think, the strikers. They've kind of got those players that, yeah, like you said, they're peaking at the right time with, um, you know, Laura Woolvart working away into the tournament. Talia McGrath as well. She's probably really only had one innings um, that, that sort of stamped her authority on the competition. She has been injured a little bit at the start, but they kind of just been slowly building. Some of their younger players have also sort of put their hand up at different stages, like your Maddie Penners. And um, yeah, obviously with, you know, players like Amanda Wellington um, and Megan Shute, they've got a pretty experienced bowling lineup. Um, you know, and Darcy Brown with the, the pace that she brings yeah. um, as well. Like you, you never know what you're going to get with her sometimes, but I think it's a, in terms of the matchup, like you said, yeah, a, a really good bowling unit coming up against a, an amazing batting unit. Whose shoes would you rather be in? You know, Sydney, the week off for help or hindrance. And if you're Adelaide, do you like, I know it was a short turnaround from that, that match against a hit the other night, but do you like, or would you prefer to carry momentum into a final? Yeah, it's a really tough one because it is such a long season. You kind of get to the back end of the 14 games and you're like, oh, it'd be really good to have a rest, but um, so I think the the Sixers um, might really relish that um, and then having the opportunity to kind of prepare um, with a couple of training sessions and, and being all together as a group. But, yeah, I think, the again, the momentum sort of coming in from that game, it was, you know, it was so close. And uh, I guess just the way that it finished, you're sort of like, yeah, the, the strikers look like they're, they're primed and ready to go. You know, is, is it a case of they, they've played their, their final in the semi-final? Um, you know, with, with such a tight game and some really good performances. And then there's obviously, you know, a, a little bit of a drag of having to get on a plane and, and coming to Sydney from Adelaide, that sort of thing. So, you know, I, I think you could... I, personally, I'd probably rather be in the Sixers camp. They, mm. They've been in some really good form. I know they've, yeah, like you said, had a little bit of a rest, but I think they'll be able to... I think their experience um, and I guess on the back of the momentum of their whole season, um, I think they'll be better for the rest um, to come out and be nice and fresh. You mentioned that word, their experience. I mean, Bates, Healy, Perry, Gardner, Burns, Bolton, Eccleston. I mean, you don't get much more experience than that. But then following Sophie, the, you know, the star spinner from England, Kate Peterson, I, I had a chat to Kate yesterday and you know, she sort of laughed. Sometimes you look around the change room and, and you see all these women that were her heroes as a young kid. It was a really nice acquisition. But, you know, we talked about the Adelaide players peaking at the right time. She didn't have much to do for the early part of this tournament, Kate, and didn't really get a bowl. And then I think one wicket heading to that game against the Heat, then she gets four, three and three. So there's another one that's building nicely. 
Yeah, and I think it just goes to show the opportunity. You know, she, she's been throwing the ball and she's been able to take wickets and it just means that Elise Perry can look at her and go, okay, I can I can rely on her if I throw her the ball. Yeah, she might go for some, some runs, but she's like picking up wickets um, on a regular basis. So she, she's got that option there and it's potentially something that the Sixers may not have had um, in the past in that they've sort of relied on the, the main players within the side to be the ones that bowl their 20 overs and mm. the I guess the players that are sort of on the fringes, you're almost there as a bit of a, um, a professional fielder in a way. But I think they've got a really good balance at the moment in terms of their bowling lineup. That they've got players like Kate Peterson and Angie Genford that can be throwing the ball. And sometimes it might be a, a little bit of um, an experiment or, you know, you, you might not know what you're going to get. But I think sometimes that can actually pick up wickets because the batters don't know um, what's coming at them and haven't seen a lot of them or played a lot against them. So then they get the opportunity then to, I guess, you know, take, take those crucial wickets at times when the Sixers need them. It's a good point. You mentioned that term there, opportunity. And she got her opportunity, Kate, uh, because of the injury to Maitland Brown. But but as somebody that's that's looking after the under-19s and you take care of pathways, Sarah, but I'd imagine the depth at the moment of women's cricket is is as great as it's ever been in its history. Yeah, there's so many young girls coming through. And I guess it's the sort of thing for Kate. Like, she was with the Thunder for a couple of years and didn't really get too many opportunities. She had some opportunities to bowl... Um, in WBBL 07 and probably didn't really um, have the consistency that she would have liked. So then she's, she's taken the opportunity at, at the Sixers and you, you potentially have a look at the lineup of the Sixers and the Thunder and you think, well, where would she have got more overs? And potentially she might've got more overs if she had a stayed with the Thunder, but then to be around the experience of, of Perry and, and Bates um, and Maitland Brown and even Lauren Cheadle, like yeah. to, to be around that group and have that um, belief from, from that group when she has been throwing the ball. Um, you know, like, I, I, I'm really happy for her that she gets this opportunity now to, to play in a WBBL final and hopefully she gets the opportunity to, to bowl in it as well. But, yeah, like, like I said, a, a lot of young players coming through that, um, you know, might be nipping it at, at her heels or, or even somebody like a Maitland Brown's heels. But it's the sort of thing that if you can get the opportunity and like her, she's been able to take some wickets. So hopefully that gives her another couple of years where um, they continue to throw on the ball in, in situations like she has been thrown it. Sarah, just a quick word on Ash Gardner, a player of the tournament, you know, 339 runs, striking at 153, 23 wickets to it at 15.08. Her offies, it looks like they've vastly improved them. You know, I've always liked Ash as a cricketer. Sometimes I guess the knock on her may be that she's a bit boom or bust, but, you know, judging by her her performance this tournament, and I would just think about how important she's going to be in the Australian setup for years to come. Uh, it, it seems almost in a sense, as strange to say this, almost like a, a I don't know, a breakout year for her for, in terms yeah, of consistency. I guess, yeah, I, I would think it would probably be in terms of consistency. She probably had the breakout year in, WBBL 02, I reckon, um, I think that was the year she scored that 140 off about five balls in um, at North Sydney. So, you know, she kind of, her her talent was seen then and she's been given opportunities at Australian level. But yeah, like you said, it's sort of a little bit boom or bust, but then um, she's sort of grow, grown into what her role is within the different teams that she's in. And I think she's, she's definitely come of age. Um, she's got a lot more experience now at international level as well. And I think 
she's also probably come to the realisation that, you know, a, a little bit of hard work can actually help. Uh, she's a very laconic sort of um, person and, um, and player kind of coming through um, as, as a youngster. So now I think she's realised that, you know, she, she's got a real platform to, to do some really good things sort of both on and off the field and, you know, um, putting in some hard work um, on, on the training track has meant that she's been able to build that consistency um, over over a couple of seasons and now she's sort of just reaping the rewards of, you know, somebody that can be throwing the ball at any stage and she could be a, a frontline off spinner, but she could also be, you know, picked in the, the top four for, for her batting. So she's kind of becoming almost like a, a, a spin version of Elise Perry, but a very dynamic um, version with the bat as well. So, you know, I, I'm, I'm happy with, um, or, or really happy for her with uh, being able to get that consistency and sort of start to put a hand up and say, yeah, I'm, I'm a real senior leader within not only the Sixers, but with the Australian side as well. Will you be out there tonight? Um, I, I won't be out there, unfortunately, but I, I will be watching. Um, I, I've sent a, a few messages to, to the girls that I've played alongside yeah. um, many years and hoping that they can lift the trophy for the third time. Um, I think it'll be a really good thing for the club. And I mean, a, a great story as well. They were bottom of the table last year. There haven't really been too many list changes. Um, Just a, co- a coach really change, yeah. yeah. Yeah, and a coach change. I think just a, a bit of a fresh approach for them all. Um, and I think they, they just look like they're going out there and having fun and enjoying each other's company. And um, that, that's when you play your best cricket. So, uh, yeah, I, I'm really happy for them. I'm really excited. I, I hope they get a really good crowd out there. I remember the WBBL 04 final at um, Dremoyne that was packed out yep. with um, Magenta. So hopefully they get a, a packed North Sydney uh, plenty of magenta out there cheering them on. I'm sure they will. The Sixers have won 12 of the 17 matches overall against the Strikers. Sarah Ailey, thank you so much for your time. Go well. We'll speak soon. Yeah, thanks very much, Julian. There she is. Sarah Ailey, City Sixers legend. Thinks magenta will get over the line. 0457 736 736 is the text line number. Cam Smith with teed off for his third round of the PGA. We'll talk to Matt Guyatt, to a pro, in the next hour of the program. A break and back with more. When making the double chicken deluxe at Macca's, we wanted to improve on the perfect combo of tender Aussie chicken with cheese, tomato and aioli. So, we doubled it. Chicken and Macca's together and loving it. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Available after 10.30am for a limited time only. Life's so full on. I've been working on this deck for ages. These steaks don't cook themselves, you know. Life's good with a Trex deck. Composite decking made from 95% recycled materials that won't rot, stain or fade. Trex, the world's number one decking brand.